What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Bringing on another content marketer that's going to bring some insight, going to give you some nuggets, going to give you something to learn. I'm joined by Chelsea Castle, who runs content at Chili Piper. We're talking about business to human. How do we use our content to give back, to provide value, and to serve? She's a really, really smart marketer. I learned a ton. Get your notepad out. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend, tell a content marketing friend about the 3C podcast. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the 3C podcast. Excited for today's conversation. I'm joined by Chelsea Castle, who's the director of content marketing at Chili Piper. We had a chance a couple of weeks ago to catch up, talk about marketing things, philosophy, ideas. And after that conversation, I felt, you know what? This would be really good to share with our audience. So without further ado, Chelsea, how are you today? Hey, Brett. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no, I'm excited for the conversation. And the, the topic, kind of the bigger theme is going to be business to human, the importance of serving, how we as marketers can use our words and be thoughtful um, when engaging with our market. So we're going to get into that. Before we get into that, Chelsea, I was doing a little snooping on you before we popped on and saw a, kind of a, one of your personal sites. And I was reading about you getting into writing. And I thought that was interesting and would maybe be a good uh, place to share it. It sounds like from what I've read, you've kind of been a writer or been doing writing things from a, a very young age. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you're referring to the story on my personal website, which is me just kind of having fun and talking about how since I was little, I've been writing on things like used to get in trouble, literally writing on furniture and on the walls. Um, but I would always write stories, you know, from a young age, make up stories in my head. Storytelling, I think, has always been a big part of my identity and like who I feel like I am as a human. Um, and I took that into my college years. I actually studied journalism, uh, which, you know, intrinsically is about storytelling and the human element of it. So, yeah, from a young age all the way through like my early, you know, I worked as a journalist for a few years um, before I kind of got into marketing. So it's kind of been my thing. And the only thing I'm really good at, you know, I'm not a numbers person, you know, I'm a words person. That's that's all I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I can relate with that. It's funny. There's just been this trend of people that I've been engaging with that are, were journalists and did some, you know, had the journalism background, did writing, and then somehow ended up in the wacky world of B2B uh, marketing software. So I definitely um, want to talk a little bit about Chili Piper, plug Chili Piper a little bit, but I'd love to maybe first understand, like, what was your transition like from like journalism to where you are today? Yeah, I think it was pretty unique, at least at the time, it, it seemed pretty unique. I love journalism. I was very passionate about it, but I also knew I didn't want to be pigeonholed into that area. I had no real foresight into what journalism would come, you know, turn into because then, you know, in 2012, it was a very different landscape. So it's not that I had foresight into knowing that, you know, in the future, it would be very different. Um, but I just knew I didn't want to be stuck in that only skill and that one skill. So I had a lot of experience in a myriad of internships and side projects and side hustles while working in newspapers and agencies out of college. My first role for a few years was I was the editor-in-chief of two magazines, which was kind of my dream job to run a magazine. 
Um, and I was very lucky and, and grateful to have that experience of running two magazines for several years. And then it was like, okay, well, what, what's next then if that's what I was striving towards? And I loved that experience. Um, and I just saw that my skills and all of the experience that I had outside of journalism really set me up to be a strong marketer. And I worked at a branding and marketing agency uh, in my hometown of Columbus, Ohio, and got a lot of marketing experience, both on marketing the actual agency out into the marketplace, and then also on the client side within the agency. So the transition was really, I guess, kind of um, serendipitous in that I just knew I wanted to get a lot of experience while honing my journalism skills. And then like my connections and professional networking that I had really worked hard uh, to establish in Columbus, uh, all of the pieces just kind of lined up really nicely. I, I love that. You know, I, I think it's interesting just the the various backgrounds that people come from that are entering the B2B uh, marketing content space. And I love to just kind of un- uncover those stories and for listeners just to get in the mindset of the people and how they think about content and the, the approach with content. And I promise we're going to jump into the topic, but maybe before we do that, um, Chili Piper for anyone who's not listening I know you've been there for a, a little while now, maybe kind of describe kind of who you guys are, what you do, kind of the audience you serve. Yeah, of course. So Chili Piper is the most advanced routing and scheduling software for B2B revenue teams. Sales, demand gen, marketers, customer success are kind of our core personas. Um, and we really excel in that advanced, robust routing and scheduling. So your entire inbound process, not just booking links. Yeah, I was familiar with the brand and and this is the best part is like familiar with the brand and then you meet people who work there and you get educated and schooled and then having the show we get to get to learn a little bit about the mentality or, uh, about how um people like you are approaching the content. Um so let's get into the topic um business to human. I think this has been a theme I've been hearing so much in marketing recently. It's you know, how can we as individuals humanize what we're doing as companies and what we're doing as brands and doing it in a way that is not about us as the marketer and our KPIs, but is about our audience and the things that they're looking for and adding value to what they're doing. So maybe just as a launching off point, jumping into Chili Piper, jumping into your role, thinking about that mindset and mentality what what sort of things have you been thinking about in terms of just like implementing maybe like some things you learned about from your journalism background into the things that you're doing today? Yeah, so that's a good question. And it's really nice, actually, that you started off with the intro into my background, because that has really inspired why I feel so strongly about focusing on the human element of marketing, being a human first, marketer second. And it kind of goes back to the idea of being purpose-driven, right? So I think in marketing, at the end of the day, like when things are crazy and stressful and hectic, nothing that we do is life or death, right? Um, in the grand scheme of the world, it's marketing, right? You know, I have a sister who's a nurse at a children's hospital. Her job is literally life or death. So I can't really go home and complain about my job. You know, I can, but I say that to say that at the end of the day, like we're all human, we're all having the same human experience. As humans, we are wired for connection. And I think what's beautiful to me is I've, I've strived to find purpose in every role that I've had from journalism to the agency world to former SaaS experience. And here at Chili Piper, it's not just a core belief that we have as a company and then from our co-founders down, 
But when it comes to marketing, especially, we have really set core personas. And our job to me at the end of the day is, is to serve them, provide value to them, whether they're a prospect, a, com- a community member, uh, a customer. So everything that we do from the content level, but also marketing, right, as content touches every aspect of marketing, is really just about making sure that we're providing value to them in, in every piece that we do and keeping that as our North Star which I think when we're not doing that as marketers, we can definitely kind of get in our own way a bit um, by focusing on MQLs and the funnel. And at the end of the day, if you're so focused on form fills, how are you, you're intrinsically not able to focus on the human at the other end. And if they're, if they're getting, if they're getting help from what you're providing them. Right. So when I started, we admittedly kind of were, were, I guess, in our beginner stages of, of content, right? Like we spent a lot of time, predecessors before me laying the SEO foundation. So it's almost a year ago now since I started, we, we not only focused on increasing cadence and volume and quality content, but really getting away from what we would all kind of define as SEO focused content and really just ensuring that everything that we do ladders up to our mission and really what I think a lot of marketers are kind of getting towards with content marketing and that our goal is just to create high quality content that's helpful, genuinely useful, so that when people have a problem, they know we can solve, they know to come to us. I love what you said about like having a purpose and being purpose driven. And I think, you know, there are some of those things that get in the way, right? Those roadblocks that we put in front of our audience and the roadblocks that maybe prevent us from serving our purpose to the audience. And you mentioned some of those things form fills and, you know, our own KPIs, this and that, like, how have you thought about balancing? Like, this is our purpose. This is what we're trying to execute with. Here are like our KPIs. Here are the things that we're trying to measure uh, to get better as a marketing team or as a business. Like what's the balance look like to you? It's hard, right? I think no matter who you are, how experienced you are, what your, your industry or org is, I think it's a tricky balance that takes a lot of iteration and experience, experimenting and ability, not even ability, just comfortability, I guess is the better word with like failing and learning from failure. And I say that in air quotes, because like, to me, it's like, I don't even think of it as failure. If we execute something and it doesn't land and we learn something and we take that and roll with it. Right. But it's a tricky balance. And I think as a marketing team, we don't focus on MQLs, right? Like we're not focused on whatever, you know, the nomenclature might vary. And then Traditionally, in past experiences, also there's been so much focus on on those terms and acronyms that are really just form fills that aren't really indicators of search intent. They're not really indicators that anything you're doing is resonating. So I think there's a balance between providing content that resonates, and you see that, like you see that that's working in qualitative ways, right? Like what are people saying to CSMs and AMs and sales reps about what you're putting out, what's happening in communities. What's really amazing at Chili Piper is we're so tight knit in, I guess, in our Slack world that we're all able to surface some of that qualitative feedback and we're getting that. And when we're gathering that, then like we're able to see that what we're doing is working. So that's really important. And you just balance that with creating content that's helpful, that is maybe strategically aligned with any actions we want individuals to take um, to then inform what we kind of think about is just genuine leads from content, right? So that also is maybe like a tricky road to go down in terms of attribution and the dark funnel. You know, that's a whole other side side topic. But in general, I think if you're doing it right in terms of 
providing content that has concrete takeaways that really helps the pain points of users and you're not plugging your product all of the time or in unnatural ways, then it's going to work. And it's a long-term game, right? That's not to say that, oh, I put out this blog post, these people found it helpful and then nothing happened. Well, we know content doesn't work like that, right? It's a long-term game. It's a long-term media asset that you're building over time. And if you're doing it right, you see that in your metrics model slowly growing up and you see that in your qualitative feedback too. So if you're not really seeing any feedback on social channels or in some of the other areas that I mentioned earlier, if you're not seeing that it's resonating with people, then you need to mix it up and try some other things. But I think if you're creating helpful content, then the rest will happen. Like the leads will come, so they say. But you also have to inspire them to act, right? People are not going to act unless you call them to. Um, That's just how we're wired as humans. So is constantly like iterating and finding what balance works for you and your audience. So much good stuff there. I I picked up on like coming from a place of abundance, the importance of cross-functional collaboration and Slack groups, consistency and being patient. Like you just hit on a bunch of themes that I think are important uh, themes as marketers that we should not lose sight of and think about on, uh, on a regular basis. I'd love to maybe circle back on like, words, journalism, you know, you talked about sharing feedback from like CS product marketing and Slack groups, things that the market is saying about the product or things that you're doing. Like, I think you understand this as just someone with a journalism background, but like obviously writing and words are powerful. And I think, you know, being thoughtful with your words, it has the ability to kind of drive change and positive change for organizations. Like how, how are you thinking about the words people are using and the feedback that you're getting from the market and from, you know, your own teammates when you're creating content? Yeah. So do you mean like, how do I kind of take all of that and then let it inform actions? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's important. And I think <laughs> we're going to get a little weird here, um, <laughs> but I think what's cool, I'm really big on just allegories and metaphors. And I think if you liken the human body to like an organization, especially like a startup, right? And remove any level of importance. We're not talking about which organs are more important than others. But if you just kind of liken the two, I think there's something interesting about thinking about content marketing as a function as like the heart or like the bloodstream, right? And I think for content marketing to be really effective and really serve them value, like serve the audience and provide value to your audience consistently, it has to be like that heart, right? Like kind of plumping, pumping like the blood through the entire ecosystem or organism. And in the start of like kind of aspect to kind of like go from the body metaphor to the organizational metaphor, you know, content is not just about supplying copy to ads for a demand gen or creating blog posts for our own goals. It's really about we have to be spread out through the entire organism or ecosystem of the organization. Lots of nouns there. <laughs> because there's a gold mine, right, of content and stories to be told that sits with CS that's most often tap, untapped in most companies and sales reps too. And it's not just about sales enablement, but you need to be in touch with the CS team and AM team and all your sales reps because they're the ones who are the closest to customers. And you can talk to customers, you can do customer interviews, you can listen to gong calls. But it's not the same as having a mutual collaboration and kind of what does that process look like? What does that communication look like across the organization so that 
everyone sees the value of content marketing, but then also how content marketing supports the entire brand that everyone is working to serve and build and grow at the end of the day. So I love all of those uh, metaphors and all the visualizations (laughs) I had in my head as you were describing them. And it, it sounds like to me like, wow, in thinking about content marketing from that perspective and that lens, that's a pretty important and strategic role within businesses. And I think it's just, it seems like, you know, for so long, content marketing was just this, oh, we needed, we need to hire a content marketer because we need to get them to publish a bunch of blog posts and bake in a bunch of keywords because we need to show up in Google and just like create this content engine. And we're just going to post it this time every day and keep this going because this is what Google wants. What I heard you describe is like nothing like that. I, I hear you describe a role within a business that is highly collaborative and is seeking feedback, is seeking information from the rest of the organization and using that to inform your work and inform the, you know, the words, articles, you know, videos, audio clips that are going to go out and be pointed directly at the people that you're trying to build awareness about. So like, have you, like, have you thought about that? Like, this is how content marketing was viewed and like, wow, this is how I'm talking about content marketing now today. Oh, absolutely. We talk about this a lot internally also, um, especially with my key partner on the marketing team, who's our, our director of demand gen, because we come from a world, she and I, and also probably a lot of, of listeners to this, right? Where what they know of content marketing is what you just described, right? Around just like that whole idea that's not really connected to the human on the other end is like how I look at it very simply. So yeah, I think I, on a personal level, I'm a bit of a contrarian. Uh, I can't remember what this is technically defined as in Myers-Briggs, but like that is me. I think it's like independent, like confidently independent or something in opinions. And I, I don't know if that's part of it, right? Like on a personal level, kind of like being a contrarian, kind of pushing against the status quo. I think I've worked at other SaaS companies where I've seen all of those things you just described not working because that was in like my earlier stage of, of experience, you know, in that space, wondering why it's not working. And then once I dug deeper and became a little more educated with more networking, even, you know, talking to other marketers and reading more books and just really talking to more customers too in the fast space, realizing like, oh, there's something missing here. Like this old school way of thinking about the funnel. It's not how people buy. That's not how we buy. We're in in a, a little bit of a unique position where we're marketers marketing to mar- marketers. <laughs> so there is an element of thinking about how marketers buy that they were marketing to. But also we have to just remember what we're humans at the end of the day. So we all have similarities and how we behave and on a neurological and psychological level. So yes, I guess is the short answer to your question, but um, we think, think about it constantly and try to do things differently down to like the nomenclature we're using to describe tactics to like pushing our team to think differently than like how they're used to doing it. um, And just constantly kind of pushing ourselves to be part of this wave that I do see is happening in the marketing space and tech space, especially to just do things differently. But all of that really ladders up to what we're talking about today in terms of focusing on the human first, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, all of that is fantastic. And I think maybe you can share some advice that might be helpful to listeners out there, because a lot of feedback that I get are from content marketers who are within, are in an organization and 
are have that contrarian mindset and they're pushing against the status quo, but they feel stuck, right? They're in involved, they're a part of ancient infrastructure, they're a part of old playbooks. And these playbooks have gotten their VPs and their CMOs to where they are today, but they're not changing or adapting to the current times of this is how consumer behavior is being driven. So it sounds like in all the businesses you've been involved in, you've kind of stepped in, you've kind of started to ask some questions and then maybe enacted kind of a strategy that is more human or more a strategy with purpose. So I'd love for you to maybe share any advice to anyone out there listening who is in a situation where they feel stuck and they are looking to drive change, but might not know how. Yeah. I love that question. I'll preface it though. by saying, I don't think I have a golden key or an answer, right? Because that's hard. I think what you're really getting at is buy-in, especially from, you know, from that leadership level. And there's there will always be CEOs or leaders who don't get it or CEOs or leaders who won't listen to you. Um, we're very fortunate to not to have the exact opposite of that at Chili Paper, but I've definitely been in those scenarios where you can say what you want, you can question what you want, like you can ask all the questions. And at the end of the day, sometimes it's just, you just can't get that buy-in um, and I don't have a golden ticket there. But what I know does work um, in those situations is data right? So qualitative, quantitative data. So find the data that you can either sourcing it internally and it's out there externally. Like I guarantee you, it's definitely out there to find the data to prove whatever point you're trying to prove to try things differently. Right. So like the agency I worked at had to do that a lot in terms of like using data to say, here's what you used to do. Here are the results you achieved. Here's where the market is going, kind of talking about trends too. And like there's data there that can help make your case. But all of that kind of long-winded answer to say that like data is going to be your best friend in, in helping make that change. And if you have the opportunity to experiment internally too, because it, what might have worked for this agency may not work for you, uh, depends on your audience, right? But if you have the opportunity to experiment to, to prove your case too, to gather that data, that's going to be your, your best route. So it sounds like in not just at Chili Piper, but just throughout your career, you've gone through different iterations of trying to learn, use data, and which would better informs your strategy, which your strategy you talked about is being purpose-driven, um, which I love. Maybe we round it out by, you know, you go through those steps, you're, you're changing, you're in a place where you feel like you're hitting your stride. You're like, I'm, I'm creating good content. I'm, I'm doing significant and meaningful work. Like you're feeling this. Like, what are some signals that you've seen in the past, whether it's at Chili Piper or, or other opportunities um, that you've seen from your audience when you know that w- the content you're producing and what you're delivering is is on point and right? Like, what sort of signals are you, do you see from the market? So if we're talking about like messaging, for example, it'll depend on the medium, of course, right? So what KPIs you'll be looking at, I think will really matter um, depending on what medium that's executed on. So if you're testing new messaging to better speak to your audience and better show that you're valuing them and that you have a product that solves their pain point and you're maybe doing that on the homepage, then you'll want to look at those obvious KPIs like time on page. Are they bouncing less? Are they navigating to other pages? How does their scroll depth change on a heat map? But in terms of like what we see and what I've seen historically, it's really like, like qualitative data of really just seeing people respond, that it's resonating. Even if it's five people, like 
if you're hearing crickets, you know, maybe it's not resonating, but even if it's just one person that says, wow, this blog post is really helpful, then you know that you're on, you're, you're at least in the right direction. So quite simply, it's really just like seeing people provide that feedback again on like Twitter or LinkedIn posts or in Slack communities to your internal reps, like seeing that internal data. And like, we see that a lot in terms of, okay, we know this is working. If people are, are saying something about it, if they're talking about it, we all know that word of mouth is the most powerful method of, of marketing, right? So when we see people engaging in that, we know it's resonating when they're talking about it. And if no one's talking about it, that is probably like a flag. Yeah, I, I think we get caught up as marketers, or at least I have, this is like this volume game of like, oh, we need hundreds or thousands of people to do X when we do Y. It's like, that's really not the case. It's like small sample size can really go a long way. Like a few tweets, a few email responses can really get you thinking about what you're doing in in a way that's either, okay, this is validation or, hey, maybe we should change these things around. So I love that. All right, let's let's close it out with this one. I'd love for you to, you know, we talked a lot about purpose. We talked a lot about, you know, business to human. I, I'd love for you to maybe share any advice to kind of the content marketing community, maybe things you've learned or picked up on just, you know, over the last year or so, things that you're doing that you think would be beneficial for the rest of the audience to think about in their roles. Sure. Are you thinking tactically? Or just in, in, any way anything. you want to take it. Yeah. Yeah. My mind goes all over the place there because I think I can't answer that in any other way other than going back to the topic, right? Of like focusing on the human. I think anytime that you're caught up in just throwing a blog post out, oh, let's write a book, blog post about that. Like thinking about like siloed content, I guess is maybe a better way to get at it. I'm been thinking a lot about like episodic content and how we consume and binge content, whether, you know, when I say content there, it's a little more broadly than I would define my role. But if you're thinking about videos or podcast episodes or like the latest episode or like the latest, like new series on Apple TV or something, and you get four, four episodes up front and you binge it all, like that's how we're all behaving as humans now and content definitely applies. So instead of thinking about old school tactics like webinars and eBooks, like how can we evolve that and make it episodic and like a series that somebody can really latch onto, really dig into that theme. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people like Wistia lately just did it with a cool video series. And I just sat there and watched the whole thing. And I'm actually not a video person. I'm more of like a, I want to consume a blog person. So I guess that would be like my short answer of like always thinking about like would I find this helpful if I was my persona? Like, is this actually providing value? Or am I doing this because my boss told me to? And is he telling me to do it? Or are they telling me to do it because it's serving your audience, right? Um, and then on like a fun kind of trend level, thinking about like episodic content is kind of what I see as like the future of content marketing in a way. Yeah, it's it's just kind of just taking a step back and thinking about your your personal life and think about how you consume content. And then when you get to work, like it shouldn't really feel all that different, but it does right now. So the more I think content people um, like you, Chelsea, are talking about it and pushing it, it'll help move us forward as a community. Can't let you go without having you plugging something like there's got to be something going on at Chili Piper um, or you personally that might be um, good to mention. So uh, maybe leave the audience where with something that they can go check out. Yeah. So I would definitely say go check out our demand gen chat podcast comes out bi-weekly. 
We've had some amazing guests on there from Scott Stratton to, to all sorts of wonderful folks in the marketing community. Definitely check that out. You can check that out on our website. Phenomenal. Chelsea, thanks for dropping the insight and knowledge. I learned so much. I know our audience did too. Um, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks, Brett. This is awesome. I love her mindset. I love what they're doing over at Chili Piper. Go check out their content. Go check out their stuff. It's really good. Hey, you can check it out on The Juice. How about it? If you like what I'm doing, hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. Let's go.